George Costanza once said, It's June! Welcome, listeners, to Podcast ONA. Hello, everyone. Hello, how's everybody doing? Hello. It's fucking hot out today. I think it's like I saw a high of like 80 something. Yeah, it's heating up. It's going to be close to 90 where I live down here. All right. You you in the south. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Got a story about the weather here in the south. It's finicky. Last weekend, we had a nor'easter roll up all up in our place. Imagine it being the end of May, and it's 55 degrees outside at noon, and it's raining all day. Mm. Not fun, especially when uh, said rain involves uh, getting in the way of your plans for that weekend, but whatever. One time I try and go out, and a freaking nor'easter happens, but... Such is life, I suppose, and I guess we just move on, because, uh, yes, it is June. It is the month where a lot of hoity-toity, uptight people just want to cower in fear over Zam. You know, the uh, Rainbow Mafia, as some people like to say, as a bad way, which uh, I don't know how many of you have ever seen, like... Goodfellas or The Godfather I or have. The Sopranos but um, you know what the Mafia does? They whack you. They whack you they shove you in a trunk, they toss you in a river and no one ever finds the body so uh, be careful when you uh, throw that term out. I still think, god sorry I don't doubt, I'm just thinking that one tweet where it's like I hate all those people that make Mafia an identity. It's not cute. They they actually really kill people. And then some guy replies like, "I cook at the pizza. I cook at the pasta." <laughs> and it's like, uh, God, you know, my favorite thing on Twitter lately has just been people being like, "What are your favorite memes for X series?" And man, man, there's some gems that have been unearthed. <laughs> and it's just like. There's just some funny shit that people just pull out from the ether sometimes. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I think a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh ones like actively destroyed me. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also still cackling at the fucking Persona 3 16-year-old me on World of Warcraft helping a 27-year-old woman through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's not even including all the thirst posting that is uh, everybody playing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll get around to that game eventually once I, you know, get the energy for it. But, um, I haven't even played Breath of the Wild. I'm just having a fun time watching my friends have fun. I think I got about two hours into Breath of the Wild uh, six years ago and I never touched it since. Yeah, uh, meanwhile, I'm currently at the start of... Uh, of Temple Number Three and Tears of the Kingdom, it is very good. It just seems I mean, like a very charming game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm halfway there. I I got myself the uh, the Zelda OLED Switch because I had a hell of a month. I worked my ass off. I nearly killed myself doing so. I earned it. Yeah, it really is just one of those things where, like, as I, as I, I mean, I used to I mean, like there was a point in life where like I would go into like 
it originally to where game design and while that didn't exactly work out, like, I do still have some appreciation for things that are like clearly designed well and it's just, it's a really well designed game, like. It is. See, there are two types of people. There are the David Jaffe's who are just kind of fucking hacks, and it's like, man, this game doesn't look as graphically as it could. Let me fix this cover with AI, like a fucking hack. And then you have the other people who are literally seeing the physics in this game and nearly crying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really am amazed like how realistic the physics are. It, it doesn't feel like that should be possible. Now remember, game developers, don't be like Gollum. Be like Zelda. I, I, Gollum is like a unique return to form for shovelware. Yeah, it's like somebody had a great idea to harken back to the days of really bad early two thousands licensed games. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest. Like when I saw people memeing about that, I thought they were literally just talking about an old shovelware game. I did not know that was like a recent thing. No, that is a game you can play on a PS5 right now. It, it, it was first revealed when the PS5 was being revealed, and the early images looked kind of cool, and then the final product came, and it looks like, uh, well, shovelware. I'm going to be real. I All I know is there's no date yet, but the fact that there is a genuinely good play like realistic looking gameplay demo of spider-man 2 out there that's that's counting down the clock for when i'm gonna have to buy a ps5 same here and uh, <laughs> I say, and, uh on that note uh bad respect to yuri lowenthal i really do appreciate just all the jokes saying that like sasuke walks so so dark suits when he could run so. he has been literally playing <laughs> venom spider-man for two decades now. He has basically played Sasuke Uchiha, especially Sasuke Uchiha, in his fucking Akatsuki arc. <laughs> like, that was prime edge. Prime edge. Like, I'm going to kill the ninja president. I'm going to cause a world war. Ha ha ha. You'll never know my anguish and pain. And it's like, it's been it's been building up to this. It's been building up to this, boys. Yep. I'm already there on the PS5 front. I'm just uh, patiently waiting for Final Fantasy 16 to come out. Uh, that's in... Oh, that's the end of this month. That's in a couple weeks. It looks so good. Oh wow! I actually, I actually had no idea it was that soon. I, I haven't been paying attention at all. So I just kind of assumed it was going to come out like within the next couple of years or something. No, it, it comes out in like three weeks. It's supposedly been done for like a year now. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just like used to Square stuff just not being done. So like, yeah, that's to be. That is fair. It does take them a fucking long while. Yeah, and just to round out this uh, video game talk, Yuji Naka might be going to prison for two years. Okay, God. Do you know... So I saw something earlier that really put it into perspective, where it's like, I can't believe Yuji Naka is going to jail for two and a half years over insider trading for Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, a game that shut down by the time his sentence was delivered. Wow. It might there might have also been like a Dragon Quest mobile game too, but it's also like fuck, it's fucking worth it. 
<laughs> nope, not worth it at all. Let's Do you go. know how many mobile games I find out exist because I just saw an announcement that it's shutting down in a month? Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, I know there. Are, I mean, I've seen at least I don't know, like three or four Dragon Quest ones. I like. Yeah. There's so many, and they're like. They they feel the risk is worth it, even if it just bombs. Because it's like if this if this is hot, this is gonna be so hot. But it's like there at this point, there's only like a few that can actually sustain them sustain themselves in this market. Yeah, uh, yeah, and kind of few. Yeah, as uh, I mean, for as much complaining as you could rightfully throw at Hoyer over like. Everything they have successfully corny market on triple A gotcha stuff. It so. it it really is triple A gotcha. It's it's kind yeah. of nuts. that's <laughs> that's just a sort of state of affairs. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, point point of this is um, we heard the Sasuke voice during that PlayStation presentation. It was kind of cool. It was perfect. It, yeah, but yes, uh, it is the month of June, and. Uh, uh, the energy that we, as in uh, me and my assorted people, are going to be bringing all this month to all the uh, hoity-toity, quote-unquote, intellectuals who uh, cower in fear over anything that doesn't fall within the uh, conformed binary of their own mind. This is the energy we're going to bring to you, courtesy of the wonderful wordsmiths known as System of a Down. You know, that's it all, doesn't it? You Mm. had so many choices to go with when you said, I'm going to use System of a Down for Pride Month. And I wasn't (laughs) expecting Siguro in particular. (laughs) Yeah. God, fucking System of a Down takes me back. Anyways, happy Pride, legitimately happy Pride Month. There's a lot of shit going on right now in regards to. Uh, tax on gay, trans, g- and gender people. Absolutely. Even if it's kind of cheesy to be an ally, like, all I'm going to do is say is, you know, you people are some of the toughest motherfuckers out there. All in all, love you guys, gals, non-binary pals. You deserve to lo- live your lives. You deserve to live and love. I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah, you're you're all beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you different. You guys, you guys deserve everything. Anyways, if you need a Molotov cocktail or two, um, more than happy to help you out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Burn okay, this motherfucker okay, down. Okay, okay, let's. Uh, we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to it later. But uh, as the very famous saying goes, we won't be intimidated by criminal threats. Anyways. It is only fair that we start Pride Month by talking about the gayest thing in the world, musical theater. Uh, some people might disagree. Some people might think uh, pro wrestling is, but, you know, to each their own. But, uh, yeah, I have no idea what you're going on with this. Uh, this is an Andrew story. Courtesy of uh, Playbill, the website, the headline is, Frank Wildhorn's Death Note the Musical to play two concerts at London Palladium. What the fuck is this? 
So I learned exactly from this article here that Death Note the Musical is a real thing that exists. And then I had to go digging because I needed answers. What? How? Where? How did we get here? So, Death Note the Musical, notably, is... It is a musical that, of course, started out in Japan, Korea, Asia. Makes sense. Japanese anime, manga adaptation. But music and lyrics done by a team of Americans, actually. Uh, Uh. Frank Wildhorn. I know you two do not know the name Frank Wildhorn and his collaborator for lyrics, Jack Murphy. Uh, he has done Broadway stuff for a number of years. One of his most notable ones in the uh, Broadway sphere is a musical adaptation of the story Jekyll and Hyde. And he has also since done musical adaptations for things like Carmen, Dracula, The Count of Monte Cristo. Wonderland, Alice's New Musical. I hadn't even heard of some of these either. But I did find out that he is apparently not that hot in regards to the to like his home country of America and Broadway. I hear there's some more personal Broadway drama I didn't know about. But I found out that he does he does reside and live in Japan and has done musical adaptations of things in Japan. He is also, in fact, apparently, he is the first Broadway musician to work with the Takarazuka Review, which, if you're wondering what that is, that is the all-female acting troupe that is in Kageki Shoujo. Wow, that is... that's something... He is also apparently married to a Takarazuka Review star, in fact. And that's why I found out he lives in Japan, and he has done musical adaptations for some other things, including in the anime world, like doing a musical adaptation of Fist of the North Star and Your Lion April. Uh, please, uh, please tell me everyone on stage just suck. I won't tell everyone to say. I don't know. And here's the thing. Those might be interesting, but I don't really know if there's anything that exists regarding those in English. The reason I'm finding out that Death Note is wild is A, it is not only coming out, it's doing a concert in the West End in London, which is basically one of the big lands of musicals. But second, I learned there is a complete... English concept album for all of the musical numbers in the Death Note musical. So that playlist I've just sent you, gentlemen, that is the entire musical score of the Death Note musical. How about that? How about that? And I was literally freaking out with my buddy Katie, just who showed me this, that there was a concept album and some of the songs aren't bad? Like, it sounds like that level of like, okay, this this musician, this uh, composer, the score writer, he likes his edgy kind of dark stuff. 
Because, as I mentioned, he's done stuff like Jekyll and Hyde, Carmen, Count of Monte Cristo, etc. So, a Death Note musical actually makes a lot more sense for his gothic tastes. And you know what? Some of these songs aren't bad. Some uh, of these songs aren't bad. Uh, 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 okay, I, I only have one very important burning question. Is there a song that's sung during the moment where, like, Light is watching Elle's feet? I don't know if that specifically is a thing, but Jet, Jet, buddy. I literally was like, as soon as I knew that there was a Death Note musical, I'm like, okay, what is the Light versus L song duet? And I found out that there is one. It's actually it was actually one of my favorite songs that I did listen to. It's called Playing His Game. Jet, what do you think the the contextual context for their musical duet is? Um uh, I'm gonna guess something extremely erotic. No, it's not erotic. You know what? I've seen sports anime. Sports could be erotic. <laughs> They're playing tennis. They're singing to each other, which is basically like a dueling song called Playing His Game, and they're playing tennis. That's beautiful. How would it be if I saw the world like him? Like a cinnamon, bit by bit, wit by wit, catch him out with America's will, and learn his routines, and feel the same thrill whenever my end is served by his means. I walk in his shoes as long as it takes. So deep in my bones, I'm sure he is one and the same as the me who is playing his game. It's so good! Oh. They understand the assignment! Some of these songs aren't bad, actually. I was telling Steph about this, and she was like, that's so stupid, I never want to see this. And then she was scrolling TikTok, and then there was a guy like, oh, Death Note musical sounds stupid. And then he's literally jamming out to, like, the first song in the show called... Okay, so some of these song titles. Uh, Where is the Justice? They're Only Human. Hurricane. Unrelated to the famous song from the Hamilton musical, also called Hurricane. A uh, song called Kira, I'm Ready, We All Need a Hero, The Game Begins, There Are Lines, Secrets and Lies, Mortals and Fools, Stalemate, I'll Only Love You More, Honor Bound, Playing His Game, as I was telling you about, Borrowed Time, When Love Comes the Way It Ends at Requiem. And I have also, I'm not going to read you the whole synopsis, but there is a synopsis of what I'm assuming was the play as it was performed in Japan about the synopsis. It, of course, changes things a little because it is a 37-episode TV anime, and this is a three- to four-hour, two-act musical play. But, of course, I'm really realizing every single other adaptation of Death Note has corrected the error, which is the story ends with L. There is no near. It really makes me realize he kind of they kind of fucked themselves as soon as they took L out, didn't they? Uh, uh, yes, uh, see, I see, I sort of understand that sentiment, but I also kind of I'm also kind of on the mentality that like White's defeat would only like White's defeat is only really satisfying if he comes really ridiculously close to winning, and there's kind of no way that can feasibly happen while I was still alive. So on that note, I do kind of understand it. But at the same time, like, yeah, Nero Bello, not as interesting. Fair enough. But 
this was just my saga of discovering this was a thing that this concept album exists some of the characters singing did not sound the way i expected the the actor playing l i don't know who the actors are in this concept album but the guy playing l sounded like he could have been in rent and that was fucking me up <laughs> wow chet I need you to listen to this later just because this is wild. Some of these songs aren't bad. I I know you're not much of a musical guy either, but they're not bad. This is is a fun, weird discovery. And they're doing a concert adaptation of this in London. Like, they're not doing a full production, but they're doing a concert in August. And, like... I'm very curious. I hope I hope this gets an English adaptation over here or if not Broadway at least like a London pro shoot. I, I god, I need to know. I need to know. I need to see this. Yeah, okay, I will never get either one to later. They that does sound fun. And also read the the synopsis on the Wikipedia. There's one or two things I was like what? Okay, that's why would you do that? And that's like, you know what? Fucking gothic death note stage shit that actually tracks. Uh, I mean, it can't be any weirder than any of the other adaptions. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, just humor me later. Just let us go through this. This was this was a fun uh, little uh, deep rabbit hole I went down. <sighs> well, uh, that 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 sure is something. I'll I'll give you that. That sure is something. That's about as much as I can say because uh, to put it very bluntly, I am not musical theater gay. I, that's that's a couple levels above me. I'm not quite there. I I inherited the love of musical theater from my very straight dad, actually, which is sort of the fun part. And then I found, and then I did. He's very happy that I brought home a theater girl. <laughs> it's like, it didn't really matter if it was like... Like, he didn't give a shit if like about religion or anything, but he just seemed... He enjoys the fact I brought home a theater dork. So then it's like they could just kind of bond over like theater stuff and productions and stuff. It, it's very cute watching my dad yeah. and my girlfriend interact like that. Yeah, uh... My my only musical experience was going through a production of West Side Story in high school, and that's about it. I enjoyed it, but, you know, I wouldn't go back. But, uh, okay. okay, you know what? While I'm here, just because I'm never going to get an opportunity to talk about musicals again on this podcast, if anybody has Apple Plus, go watch Come From Away. Like, it's fantastic musical. It's one of those should not work as a premise, should not be as entertaining and, like, poignant as it is. Come from away. Apple Plus. Pro shoot. One of the best musicals I've, I've maybe ever seen. Okay. So, uh, yeah, go do that if you're into that kind of stuff. And now we move on to something that's uh, a bit heavier. If uh, this bit of subject matter is uncomfortable for any of you out there, feel free to skip ahead to the next story. It's going to be funny, but before we get to the funny, we have to get to the... Uh, very serious. So, Oshinoko, Oshinoko, it's been airing. It's been getting rave reviews all over the place. It is uh, show up the season contender for show of the year. It's been doing very well. It's been doing very hot. It has yes, been it, a big yes. hit. 
We have to talk a little bit about episode six. Jet, I'm kind of throwing you this one because you have seen, I think, the most recent episode in uh, Japanese. Yep. Okay. Can you give us a little hindsight about the context of that particular story before we talk about the real world parallel? Okay, uh, so, uh, quick summary, uh, around, I think, like, the start of episode, like, five or six, um, in part of, uh, Aqua's, in part of Aqua's, like, uh, investigation to, uh, I guess, uh, track down his father or whatever, he decides to, uh, he ends up on a reality, on a reality dating show with a, a bunch of other teenagers, so, uh, the show kind of spends a bit of time Exploring the ins and outs of reality television and how, like, and how it can be a little bit difficult for people because, you know, you have to put, uh, because you are kind of putting a bit of your real self out there, and uh, that's not always, uh, so, and, uh, long story short, uh, one of his co, one of his co-stars, uh, girl by the name of Akane, um, so, uh, she's, got, uh, she's kind of shy and uh, has trouble, kind of, and kind of has trouble uh, on set, and she's not um, very popular, so she's kind of trying to figure out a good way, way to stand to, out. Yeah, a good way to stand out. So, so, uh, so, so, and so what? So during one of the last shoots, he tries to, uh, so, uh, she tries to do a little something to stand out and act a little bit more forceful, and uh, she uh, she accidentally scratches the face of one of her coworkers, and uh, and uh, obviously, uh, obviously. Uh, the co-worker plays it off is not really a big deal to her, as he understands it was an accident. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it kind of flares up on the line. People start throwing a bunch of accusations, start, uh, you know, extreme cyberbullying, just kind of going over the place, picking up stuff. And uh, cyberbullying gets really bad, and uh, she, attempt- she ends up attempting to take her own life. Uh Unfortunately, it is prevented, but uh, it, it, it basically the level of like harassment she receives because of the thing that she did on the show to stand out basically leads to a bunch of people watching the show just straight up like harassing, throwing vile at her, and yeah, the, con- the moment where she contemplates taking her own life. So, here's the thing, and this was something I honestly did not know about this when I had first read these sections of the chapter because I was slightly removed from the context of this is that similar circumstances to this particular story there is some parallel to a real life incident that led to a wrestler named Hana Kimura who was on a show, I, I believe it's Terra Was it Terrace House? Terrace House. Okay, on Terrace House, getting a lot of uh, harassment, cyberbullying, which unfortunately ended with her taking her own life. So, more or less, the crux of this is the family of Kimura finding out about this episode and just more or less being a little hurt and shocked at how much it reminded them of what happened to Hana. Mm-hmm. 
I think the crux of this is I don't feel any parties are particularly in the wrong. Because here's the thing in regards to the Oshinoko, Aka, Akasaka, Mango, and Shueisha. I don't think anything about the story of Akane was done with malice or even like done as like pure shock value. How do I describe this? You know when something is edgy? Yeah. I never felt anything about Akane's story was done explicitly to be edgy, shocking. Okay, it is shocking, but I don't think it's done in a way that is meant to be edgy. I think it's done in a way that is you are supposed to empathize with what is happening. Like, you feel bad for the person, bad for the character, and I think the way the show and the story do handle the storyline is ultimately relatively tactful. (laughs) That being said, it's hard to really fault her mother. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since uh, she, like, said pretty explicitly, like, she wasn't, she wasn't necessarily even, like, against the content being in there. She even... She just wanted to be consulted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she did an interview with the magazine uh, Shukan Jose Prime saying the following, quote, the words that the character was exposed to are exactly the words that Hana was exposed to. We have talked about these things publicly through interviews and the like. How could those exact same words be used? I can't overlook the fact that Hana's death is being used like free source material. That is her quote. My understanding of how this show is constructed. There are thematic parallels, but not necessarily done in malice or in mockery. It's meant to show basically the dark side of the entertainment industry through these various characters and everything they go through. There are parallels to the real world. It comes with the territory. Essentially, nobody's wrong, nobody's right, and also everyone's wrong and everyone's right. It's a a very... It's it's landmines everywhere. It is a very landmine-heavy field. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do know that when I, like, uh, I do know that when I was, like, uh, discussing it on Twitter, I did get, like, a pretty, uh, I did get, like, a pretty decent response from Lizzie Lovers for Veda, which I think was probably, which I think was probably pretty tough, which, which uh, she said, she she thinks that the best approach to this situation probably would have been if they had, like, Consulted family beforehand, and that honestly doesn't seem like it probably would have been the best thing to do here. I have direct direct tweets if you want me to pull it up from her. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, in my because you were asking what the middle ground of something like this is, and she and she said, in my opinion, I think the middle ground could have been directly approaching the mother to discuss the incident and the intent behind including it, basically seeking out her blessing. Otherwise, the references should have been a little bit more less clear. At this point, I think they should still try to open a conversation with her to come to a mutual understanding. It also wouldn't hurt as a show of faith to make a donation to a related charity and all that. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't think those are bad sentiments. I, I'm going to at least say a little bit in my regards to the subject. I'm just going to share a little things I have wrote. I think the story handled the subject matter in a way that is still ultimately respectful on the actual matter of online harassing and how that affects a person without being tasteless. I also don't think it's fair to say that a woman who is hurt or traumatized about the loss of her daughter is wrong for being hurt and seeing a story hit a little too close for home. She's allowed to be hurt and upset. And I think people who are inevitably going to say she's in the wrong or full of shit completely lack empathy for her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most frustrating part. It's really ridiculous that people are giving her that people are harassing her for like making her completely valid point. She's right to be upset about it. The Mm -hmm. fucking show is in your face telling you about how fucked up social media online harassment can and will affect your mind, mental health, and impact and consider make you contemplate thoughts of self-harm and suicide. It's in the fucking show, and you're literally there basically doing that to a traumatized woman. What the fuck is wrong with some of you? <sighs> the there thing are- you are defending is telling you not to fucking do that, and you should be ashamed of doing that. You fucking idiots. Yeah. As we have mentioned many times before, uh, literacy and reading comprehension are at an all-time low. People need to, you know, learn to read. And also, there are two more quotes I want to pull up here. Uh, One from Aka Akasaka, who did an interview with ANN uh, last month. (laughs) Quote, With the spread of the internet, we live in a society where fans' voices are heard directly. I want people to know how young talents are being hurt, exploited, and suffering. Talents, entertainers who frequently appear on TV in Japan, can no longer ignore the internet. YouTube has become super popular. Movies are watched with subtitles. Plays are increasingly based on anime and manga. And there has been an instance of a suicide stemming from a reality show. Considering all those facts, I then decided to take a contemporary subject, something that is happening in the real world of Japan, Japanese entertainment today. That was the first concept. It's fine to pull things from real-world incidents and events, but as we have mentioned in other things we've talked about, you have to tread lightly. You can't go a little too far to where it might be taken the wrong way. The other thing that I think it is worth addressing that also could have rubbed people a little raw is that this is coming out in 2023 there's a sort of unfortunate timing about when this episode aired close to the third anniversary for passing yeah that one is was a sort of unintentional coincidence but the actual chapter itself the re i can assume a potential reason that he did not reach out. I don't think it was malice. I don't think he did this to hurt this woman. I think it was legitimately that awkward conversation of having that discussion. Because the chapter itself probably came out in 2021, which was way more recent to what happened to her. So that in itself is also an awkward conversation too, if you don't approach that tactfully or 
correctly. I don't know. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying it was a right call that he didn't consult her. I'm just saying, in some ways, it's like that isn't. I cannot imagine approaching that situation either. So yeah, and there, there's more to the interview Kiko Kimura did with Shukan um, uh, Jose Prime Magazine. Quote: I don't mean to blame the author or any specific individual. I just wonder if there was no one who gave it the proper consideration before released to get it out into the world. That's what makes me sad, because it raises important issues I would like to support a work like Oshinoko. However, I don't think it needs to be done in a way that makes people who have actually been victimized on social media suffer when they see it. It's a very tricky path that everyone has to follow to craft a story based off of real-world events and do it in a tactful manner that doesn't raise the ire of anyone. It's a lose-lose situation either way. Bare minimum, I this is a story I don't believe either party is fully in the wrong either. I think the story itself did approach the matter tactfully, but it's also the the she is Kimura's mother is allowed to be hurt like in the same way that I think the story handled it well you the the family and people directly involved are allowed to be hurt especially when old wounds do open it, it's it like this is as simple as I do not I do not fault either party on this and even like Kimura's mother she's not like saying she's not like asking for the thing to be removed she's not calling for a boycott she's just like I'm upset and I wish I was consulted that's it that's all it is and people are and the people I will fault are the people that are throwing a shit fist and harassing her online you didn't even fuck you literally literally go fuck yourself how dare you? Oshinoko is going to be a fucking hit and it's going to be successful. It's going to be fucking fine. Ak- Akasaka is going to be fucking fine. He'll do what he-, he has to do, whether it's making amends or like you could only hope he makes amends, but he'll be fucking fine. The people involved in this story will be fine. Don't fucking attack a traumatized woman who lost her daughter for your own fucking otaku egos, you fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah, something I really need to learn about today. Yeah. This world's as fucking cruel and shitty as it is. The most we can do is just have some empathy already. Something... I, I remember seeing a tweet the other day, which was somebody expressing concern at, like, My Hero Academia going through so many, like, abrupt delays and all the chapters being way shorter than they have been for the past several months, worried about Horikoshi's health. And there's just some guy going, uh, he, he clearly is tired of writing mid, but Shueisha's fucking chaining him down, forcing him to write his fucking mid story and force it out. It's like, go... Fuck yourself. These people are not entertainment factories. They are fucking flesh and blood and human. Your enter- your toys 
do not matter when it comes to the health, lives, and safety of real fucking people. Remember that. Fucking babies. <sighs> well, I think I think we need to, um... I would agree. Lighten the mood a little bit, so... Yeah. Let's uh, do one of our favorite pastimes here. Let's laugh at people committing plagiarism. Oh, I, I saw this. This one's, this one's, uh... Yeah, so AI tracing... Is, AI oh, is just a God. new method for plagiarism. Okay. Uh, exactly. here, here's the thing, people. AI isn't real. Just, just keep that in the back of your mind. It's not real. It is, by definition, artificial. Yeah, it's not uh, like, and what we have isn't even, you know, like the cool science fiction AI that everyone keeps wishing we had. No, instead it's just people trying to blow up uh, album covers with terribly constructed backgrounds. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bunch of really, really terrible plagiarism. I still think that it, that has been so dumb, but it. I think the dumbest thing about the whole album thing is... Like, people are like, oh, hey, that's neat. It's literally the people that are sucking their own farts going, this changes everything. It's always about the people who just, like, can't do anything great of themselves, so gotta steal stuff. It's so fucking stupid. I think my it's, it's led to some great memes. My favorite was, wow, AI lets you see the rest of the Beatles' White Album. Just a fucking uh, boy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but not Mona Lisa thing. Man, that's upsetting. Why would you do that? It doesn't even give her feet. <laughs> Isn't it the point to see more of her? Whatever. Okay. Uh, AI plagiarism. Uh, who are we laughing at? Uh, unfortunately, we're not laughing at that uh, video that came out a couple months ago because that's just where it came and went. Instead, we're going to be laughing at a Korean webtoon. I'm not even going to try and say the Korean title. It is translated as The Night King Who Returned with a God. It is a manhwa from Blue Line Studios uh, published on webtoon. And some folks pointed out that some of this art looked uh, AI-generated because there's always a way you can tell. The fingers. The thingies are definitely the weird giveaway. But you, yeah. Um, so yeah, people were pointing out that there are characters and panels that are directly ripping from the Mushoku Tensei jobless reincarnated anime. And apparently a character who's literally Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy in like a in like a cape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blue Line Studios, after getting uh, review bombed uh, for this, set out a uh, damage control explanation saying the images were not AI generated, which a little suspect. They did say they did use AI to apply finishing touches to the art, whatever the hell that means. And uh, apparently this was re-uploaded re for the first six chapters with alterations, and they made a we promise we won't do this again kind of deal for going forward. We're sorry. Uh, sorry. And, and apparently, apparently, 
this is not the first time that this uh, creator has uh, gotten his feet uh, wet in this uh, realm of plagiarism. Oh god, there's more receipts, aren't they? Yeah, we something called I Killed the Player of the Academy was accused of taking some, some elements from the Night Run manhwa and some uh, Type Moon titles and some similarities to uh, Warhammer, of all things. Yep. Yep. Ugh, God. Th- there's going to be so much more of this that's going to come out. It's... But... Anybody who, who, uh, yeah, these guys, uh, anybody needs to get blown up for this. If you, you're fucking doing this to, so, fuck off. Uh, yeah, um, the moral of the story is, uh, don't plagiarize, don't trace, learn to draw, learn to write, learn to create. Yeah, uh, Yeah, go- and uh, maybe go outside and touch some grass. It'll do you wonders. Eh. Uh, yeah, it's just... I am so ready for this thing to, to just stop being a thing when they move on to some other stupid griff that nobody's going to care about because 97% of the rest of the world is not terminally online. Uh, tech bros are so fucking awful. Uh, yeah, it's probably not going to stop until there's, like, you know, actual legal consequence for doing it. So, uh, better hope that, uh, better hope all those strikes turn out well. God. Look, the end of- we are at the beginning of June. Let's put it like this. If June is Pride Month, July is going to be Wrath Month. You- DGA and SAG are going to be up by the end of that month. Hell hath no fury. Oh, goody. Uh, yeah, and if anyone out there honestly believes that uh, AI, quote-unquote, can generate hundreds of hours of, quote-unquote, content for television companies, uh... <laughs> I'm glad your standards are low, people. It's basically, do you like just some... Do you like random bullshit that is on in the background while you are doing chores and or sleeping? Then that's who the AI-generated art field is for. It's a sad, sad world these people live in. And so we move on to... uh, Actual creations from actual uh, creators. Because we have Ordicons half-year uh, top-seller lists. The checkpoints, if uh, if I can use that term. Oh, yeah, there's some interesting ones here, for sure. We will start with uh, the top-selling light novels in Japan by series for the first half of the year. As usual, 10 to 1. Number 10, camping... Uh, camping. Campfire. Cooking in, in another world with my smart... With my... God, these titles are so fucking... They just blend together. Campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill. This was the uh, MAPPA Isekai anime in January. This was the source of that. This hit number 10 at with 121,552. Yeah. yeah. I still have Jeff's um, worth of the season video in my head. Like, some of these shows can't be real. Oh, like... God, 
there's like one or two of those where it's like, I didn't know that's what that show was about. That sounds like fucking ass. Ugh. Mm. Good lord. Okay, number nine, the novelization of Hoshi no Kirby. Like, the which co- is a which is yes, a novel of the Kirby manga from 1992 to 2008. I don't know why it's here, but it's here. Uh, okay, for Kirby, sure. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, uh, hey, you could definitely do a novel about Kirby. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's definitely some. Uh, some, some pretty messed up stuff in those games. There is a lot of <laughs> Kirby lore. I've watched Wooly Versus. <laughs> but, like, how many times does the word Poyo come up in those novels? Questions for later. Questions for later. Okay. Uh, at, that is sold at 130,694 units. Number eight, Slime Time. With 162,000, slime time is still good and still popular. So, yeah. Hey. Right. Yep. Number seven, uh, Don Machi. Is it wrong trapping up girls in a dungeon? It's it's been going a long time, but Don Machi is. is still still going relatively strong. Hey, good yep. good for you, Balcoon. Yeah. How many years ago was the fucking Hestia ribbon a thing? Twenty fifth. I think it feels like it feels like it. It might be longer. Anyways, uh, please continue. Hang on, I I need to look this up. Damashi season one, spring twenty fifteen. Oh wow, good good uh, wow. good one. So eight eight years. <laughs> Fucking okay. wild. Eight yeah okay. Uh, with just a just a hair more. Number six. The Apothecary Diaries. Literally selling maybe a hundred more books than Don Machi. And you know what? Good for Apothecary Diaries. I hope that uh, hope that upcoming anime gives it a rightful boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, number five, Classroom of the Elite, year two. Classroom of the Elite, still, still doing hot. It's number five. Good, good, good. Okay, number four. Alia sometimes hides her feelings in Russian. I am a fan of cute rom-coms, so I hope this one's a cute rom-com that is good and not creepy. It sounds very cute. <laughs> I like hiding her sundariness in her foreign tongue, and then the guy's like, oh, that's what she said. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, number three, uh, Blue Lock, the manga, the novel. That may come up later. Sure. I like, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Suzume, the movie, the novel. Wow, the jump from Blue Lock novels to Suzume is... Wow. Yeah. From 213k to 370k. That's quite... Yeah, people... Shit, people still like Shinkai. Yeah, but number one with 389,000 sales, The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. My rom-com guy tells me this is one of the most Christian rom-coms he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I think that's literally how I saw, like, Frog can describe it. I... Basically, it's it's a question of... Do you want a mommy, or do you want a girlfriend who is your mother? Somebody's gonna say yes to that. It's not gonna be me. <laughs> 390,000 people 
Or, yeah, let's put it like this. The appeal is there. Everybody wants somebody to take care of them. But also, like, you know, it takes two to tango. <laughs> uh. I'm not even meaning that, like, sexually. I mean, like, it's a give and take for a relationship. Sure. Oh, God, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't want to find deals. Stop oh, it. God. I was going to take a look at the light novels in Japan by volume, but there really isn't a lot to go over here, except maybe there's a, there's a Detective Conan novel in here, and the Kisupi Rohan short story collection, and uh, apparently two versions of Suzume. Sounds about right. I, I'm more interested in this thing that just came out uh, while we were while we were uh, oh, this came out the day before we were recording. There's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure musical coming in February. See that one doesn't surprise me. Now, now, now that is more my level of musical theater gay, like big muscle guys doing weird poses and prancing around. That's up my alley. Okay, hang on. I just need to take a second to shout out the best JoJo meme that resurfaced through all this meme talk. I love that part in JoJo where Dio is like, I can do whatever I want because I'm gay and poor. And then uh, then Jonathan meets Speedwagon and he's like, fret not, JoJo. I am also gay and poor. And I am here to tell you that Dio's just a freak. <laughs> Story of my life. So I'll say this. I know the ANN article for the next thing we're about to talk lists list the first five, but I kind of want to mm-hmm. go over the top ten because I think yeah, that's more got, interesting. We, than we just got it five. right here. So th- this is the Oricon sales ranking for manga by series. So number ten, it always sticks around here at one point five six nine million. Kingdom, Kingdom is still persevering all this time later. It has no audience here, but you know what? Good for Kingdom. Okay, number nine, at 1.69 million, getting the anime bump, Oshinoko. Yeah, anime for Oshinoko has boosted this manga quite considerably. I think I saw recently that, like, all all 11 volumes total, the series has sold, like, a cumulative series lifeline of, like, 9 million. Yep. And it has sold 1.7 mil just in like six months alone. So that's that's doing pretty hot. Yep. Number eight, 1.9 million. My Hero Academia. It's still doing. It's still persevering. It's still doing good. It's it is supposedly getting there. It is supposedly getting there. I don't believe. Volume 38 just came out of Japan and basically it's looting like the final battles are approaching or something like that. Which I don't think I'm gonna say My Hero Academia will have at most 41 to 42 volumes. Yeah, uh, I mean it could uh, okay, I'll see even the end of this year probably seems a little too soon. I'm gonna say spring spring next year might be over. I think to say My Hero Academia will end in one year's time, depending on Horikoshi's health, is feasible, yes. 
Mm -hmm. But it's still doing pretty hot. It's still in the top ten. We shall see how that develops. So uh, number seven, with 2.6 million copies, Tokyo Revengers. It is still doing very well. The The anime is still ongoing, but it's also kind of running into the Demon Slayer thing, where the amount of new things that Tokyo Revenger can get has stopped now because the series is over. So there's only so far everybody that wants to get it can get it now because it has stopped with new new volumes. I can only surmise that Kodansha will be disappointed it's not going to do like a tenth as big as Demon Slayer did that one year. Okay, let's. I'm going to be real. We're going to talk about something else in here. Kodansha's going to be fucking fine. Yeah, but... I'm just trying... Anyway, moving on. Number six. 2.68 million copies. Spy Family. Spy Family's very hot. I'm imagining it's going to get another boost uh, come the fall season with a new anime and feature film. Yep. Number five. With 3.5 million copies. One Piece. One Piece is still high up there, but it's... It's just barely in the top five as far as half-year sales right now. Yeah. I, I think we've hit the official wall between Old Jump and New Jump. I, I, I'm kind of willing to agree with you there. Yeah. Speaking of New Jump, number four, 3.75 million copies, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen's not doing pretty good, and it's not even in the top three right now. <laughs> yeah, number three. With 4.2 million copies, getting the movie bump, Slam Dunk. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, uh, Slam Dunk Springs Eternal. Holy shit, Slam Dunk! For anyone who doesn't know, uh, Slam Dunk uh, began publication all the way back in 1990. I also... Correct me if I'm wrong, I also think there is some... They did put out new additions or re-releases of the Slam Dunk manga recently, which also helped and coincided with the movie, which there's no confirmed date, but right now as far as AMC listings, it seems to imply we will be getting Slam Dunk, the, or the the first Slam Dunk, or is it the first or the final? I think it's the first. I think the movie's called the first. The first Slam Dunk yes, the first. is coming th- th- presumably the day before my birthday. So yeah. Uh, slam Dunk is a fucking Slam Dunk still. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes around full circle. Number two, with 4.5 million copies, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, guess what? Chainsaw Man's still doing fucking good. Oh, wow. It's it's almost like a really good point going out of it, What's wrong? Uh... <laughs> Some people are really out here complaining that they have prime cut sirloin. It like God, I heathens. Hate. Do you know how stupid you have to me that I have to defend Mappa in the year of our Lord 2023? I hate you fucking stupid idiots. Anyways, Chainsaw Man's still good. Don't turn down the prime cut sirloin, you Philistines. But at, but at number one, 
with 8 million copies getting the supreme anime bump, Blue Lock. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I also saw this is apparently the first time, either in a long time, potentially ever, that a Kodansha thing is the top manga oh, oh, in a okay, half year okay, thing. Okay, it is, okay, it is absolutely not the first. It is absolutely not the first time because uh, YOLO, forgetting a little indie title that came out uh, <laughs> maybe a few years ago, you, you, you might, I, I don't know if you guys remember, it's this little thing called... Uh, Attack on Titan. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's it, it. It's been a year or two. It has been some time since Titan was a thing. Sorry. I'm sorry. It, it is apparently still a thing. Yeah. We'll 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 get to that. We're still on the clock for that one. I'm gonna have to do a full rewatch of like the Mappa era anime, and I'm gonna uh, need to talk gosh. to I'm gonna need to talk to my boy Josh just to go through it again and get my thoughts on. There, there, there will be a lot, but uh, just know if I can get through all nine seasons of Seinfeld on Netflix in the span of two months, anything is possible. It's good to have something in the background while you're doing other things. Yeah, Blue Lock getting up the the, uh, the top ranking uh, so far. We'll see how this fares when the year ends, and we get uh, List Mania coming up in uh, January. Alrighty, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. But th- this that this is a very interesting list. Yeah, good good on uh, Kodansha for getting the top rank. Speaking of Kodansha. Is there going to be an update on this uh, garbage gotcha base manga app they have? Yes, there is an update. Because as of yesterday, the K-Manga website and web player is now active. So as of right now, it is not just a phone app. You can, in fact, also read... You can also read their manga stuff on their website, if you prefer it that way. Which in itself brings some interesting little revelations and addendums and updates. So here's a couple things to know about the web player compared to the app and vice versa. The payments are separated. Why? So like the things you buy I think can still be read on both, but if you pay for points on the app, they do not translate to the website. And if you pay for points on the website, they don't translate to the app. That is just incredibly stupid. Uh, yeah, there is apparently a uh, monthly subscription. I, I'm getting. Thing. I, I'm going to get to that okay, because okay, I okay. I did a little investigative journalism. On the webpage, you can, if you go into your account information, you can buy, like, a, a for $1, you get 99 points. And for $240, you get 24,000 points. But you can partake in a monthly plan, which is you can choose one of five plans 
and get a set amount of points. For $3 a month, you get 300 points plus a bonus 30 points. So in total, 330 points. For $5 a month, you get 500 points with a bonus of 50 points. For $11 a month, 1,100 points plus a bonus 100 points. $22 a month, 2,200 points plus 300. And for $50 a month, 5,000 points plus 500. So once per month, depending on which plan you go to, you will get a finite amount of points guaranteed. But, and here's the thing, depending on how many points you choose to buy, those points can go very quickly. So for the sake of this, I decided to check out and read something on Kodansha's new webpage player. I decided to go for a romantic comedy called the, Fra- the Fragrant Flower Blooms with Dignity. I'm not going to say it's a fantastic title, but I actually think this is a very cute Beauty and the Beast style with a little Romeo and Juliet in there from uh, rich girl school, delinquent guy school, neighboring each other. Delinquent guy meets a sort of preppy girl from that fancy school. Sort of start hitting it off. I think the manga is actually very cute, and I've enjoyed my time reading it. For my investigative journalism, I read the first chapter, because the first chapter of the series was free to read for all. And then, to read more, since I logged in and made an account, I got a login ticket bonus for my first day. I got one ticket. One ticket means you read one chapter. It glitched for me, so I got to use the same ticket for two chapters in a row. So I got to read chapters two and three off of the same login ticket, which I don't think it was supposed to let me do. But after that, I couldn't read any further because I didn't pay for anything. So I was like, okay, I'll see. I'll come back to this the next day because I was warned it's it charges on the first of the month. So I'm like, okay, It may be the first of the month in Japan, but it's still May 31st. I'm going to wait for June 1st before I do this. So, I paid for a $5 a month subscription plan. 11 is a little too much for me as far as a plan, but I figured $5 a month was a good little uh, measuring stick. Because $5 a month is how much I am paying for, for both... The Shonen Jump subscription at $3 and the Viz Manga subscription at $2. So I read those first three chapters yesterday. The next day I got three login tickets. So that allowed me to read chapters four through six with those login tickets. And then it got to read chapter seven because it glitched out again and gave me an extra chapter to read because of the same glitch that I talked about yesterday. And then it was time for me to use my monthly subscription for K-Manga to continue reading this manga. How many chapters do you think it allowed me to get with 550 points? Um, I don't know, like 10, 20? Trick question, zero. Eight. 
Huh. For $5 a month, I got to read eight chapters of manga. I'm not going to lie. I actually thought it was going to be a smaller number. <laughs> that is potentially... If you're reading like a shonen manga, like a weekly shonen manga, that is slightly less than a volume's worth of material for $5 a month. So, what is the TLDR of this entirely idiotic venture? The TLDR is this might still be profitable for them, but this is... This is not a service that was made with a Western audience in mind at fucking all. This was just... Clearly. Oh, uh, that's actually the fun part, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen some comparisons to similar Japanese apps, and apparently they're charging more here, which is, a uh, Wow! Who the fucking... Th- wow. Anyways, I'm glad I read this series. This was a great series. Very cute. I would absolutely if this gets a if this has a physical release, I th- I would consider just picking up the fucking volumes instead of having to go through this game of reading two three chapters a day. But right now it's just it's a K manga exclusive, so so yeah. Apparently, here's a fun little thing. The first thing I read on the Viz Manga app was how do we relationship, which had about as many catalog chapters as there are currently available chapters of this manga right now. I was able to read the entirety of the 70 plus chapters available to me in two days because with that subscription, I can read over a hundred chapters a day. For a paid subscription, for $5 a month, I got eight chapters and then I was done. Oh, God. It also does apparently let you read chapters for free. Like, it basically, like, hey, if you read a chapter of this, you get five points. So you could either read it because you're curious to check out the new manga series from an assistant on Fire Force. Or you, they show some really edgy garbage in your face, and then you're like, I'm just going to skip ahead and get those points. And there are only two of those a day. So if you read a, ch- a free chapter to get points, that is 10 points a day. So if you did that every day for a week, you could read one chapter. The price model on this is pretty <sighs> fucking ridiculous. And there's good things here that I do want to try and continue to read, but it basically is a momentum killer. If you don't want to just pay an insane amount of money, yeah. I do want to read things on this app. Oh, by the way, here's a fun fact I learned. Guess what? Certain series are priced differently when it comes to their points. Fun fact, the most expensive thing to read on the Chuesha player is that time I got reincarnated as a slime for 140 points per chapter. Wow. So if I decided to do my $5 a month, I think that's barely three for just slime time. 
Well, uh, okay, so, uh, uh, uh see, okay, see, I would just have it off as being, like, kind of stupid, kind of stupid with points, it's if, like, everything was the same price. But if they're actively charging more for a popular series, that is just, that is actual blatant anti-consumerism, just do not support this. Like, no. I don't know why certain, like, most of them are, like, oh god, there are, they are sometimes different prices, yeah. Because even in the same series, I'm looking at this. It's like I fucking clicked rent a girlfriend on a whim. That I looked. Most of the backlog are seventy points. The newest chapters of Rent a Girlfriend are ninety nine points. So slightly more than the backlog. Like it, that's not like a lot, lot, but like slightly more, even within the same series. For certain chapters. Yeah, fucking ew. So, in in summary, uh, Kodansha, your app is still terrible. Uh, Viz, keep up, keep up the good work. So, yeah, um, there is, there is maybe stuff, there is stuff that is worth reading on here, but it's, if you don't want to yeah. spend a lot of money, you're going to be playing a lot of mental, you're going to be playing a lot of mental gymnastics. Ugh. It's basically just stop and go traffic. Yeah. What a freaking scam of a product this is. Uh, yeah, can we talk about something nice? Yes. Okay, we shall move on to other things. And, uh, well, MAPPA announced things. Let, let's, let's get it out of the way. None of, none of which were the thing that I and so many other people have been clamoring for for the last six years. So yes, there was no Yuri on Ice Ice Paradise update, which was Ice Adolescence. What did I say? Ice update? Yeah, anyways. Uh point is no Yuri on Ice movie still. It's uh, it and is no and no Zombieland Saga movie. No Zombieland Saga movie, and even if it was discussed there. No, there was nothing announced for a Chainsaw Man continuation. That doesn't mean it's not happening, nor does it confirm that the director of season one is not returning either, because they have not. Uh, let's let's not let, let, let let's not even. I I I like literally even entertaining that one if that's me. So let's not. Yeah, let's not. Let's instead talk about two things that they did. Uh, uh, reveal. We we got another look at this new project from Mario Kata, Alice and Therese's Illusory Factory. I am in. We got a new uh, teaser trailer, a visual, and a release date. It'll be heading to theaters in Japan on September 15th. I am fucking in. I saw Lost Thief being like, yes, yes, yes. I am all in for Mario Kata's horny apocalypse. <laughs> And you know what? So the fuck am I. I was actually getting worried about this one because this was a no-show at last year's MAPPA event. So I was almost worried something was up with this one. But nope. This one is still happening. It's coming out this year. Excited mm -hmm. to see who gets to pick this one up. Yeah. And, um, which caught my attention a little bit more, we have a new project here. A new TV series coming in the winter. Buchigiri. Coming to us from director Hiroko Utsumi. So, yeah. 
Some of you out there might know her as the director of the first two seasons of Free and Banana Fish and Skate the Infinity. Yeah, so she got another original anime at MAPPA. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, to which I am totally down for what appears to be uh, Supernatural Delinquents. Supernatural Delinquents, and it looks really good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, fuck it. I, I was almost like, wow, is this our first project with MAPPA? I was like, oh, shit, Banana Fish, right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this woman's got a good career. It, w- it would be nice if uh, somebody got that show over here away from Amazon jail, but uh, here's hoping somebody picks up this show because it looks uh, very good, very colorful, very intense in a couple aspects. Wink, wink. It, it's definitely got a lot more like striking color palette than maybe even like Skate the Infinity and maybe a little more supernatural, but no, this one looks like it could be fun. I'm I'm very curious. On that note, I, I I guess unless we hear otherwise, we're going to be waiting for more Skate the Infinity a little while longer. To be fair, it's very possible that like her pro. It's also very possible somebody could have been working on. I think right now they're doing the Oba before they do season two. I th- I th- <sighs> it's it's it is still happening. I don't. I don't think there's any risk of the Skate the Infinity project going away. It, it basically was just, hey, the opportunity presented herself that they wanted to work with, with her on another original IP, and she was like, yeah, why not? I'm crossing my fingers so hard. Skate's gonna be fine. I, skate, it helps that Skate is not MAPPA. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Bones, is that Bones? It usually is in juggling like 15 projects at once. In fact, they're suspiciously not doing much currently, so, uh... Bones is a reliable studio, and Anaplex is sure Anaplex. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. Anaplex getting involved a little bit more. I mean, okay, that's fair. That is a fair concern. Alright, so yeah, the map, there's not a lot of crazy things. It was mostly just a lot of, like, merch and visual updates. They showed the final season, part three, second half for Attack of Titan, which for anybody that was on that copium, no, they are not changing that ending. Without going into it, no, they are not changing that anime ending. Jujutsu Kaisen season two still looks really good. And man, I really got to get around to Vinland Saga season two. Yes, I do. All right. Yeah. So oh shit! That. I forgot. There was one more thing. Uh, the director of uh, In This Corner of the World is doing a new movie with Mappa. Neato. Uh, it is called The Morning Children. Nagiko and the girls wearing Surubami black. <laughs> I forgot that was a. There was a third announcement. I had to go looking for it. That's that's a thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, interesting stuff coming from MAPPA. Hopefully they can deliver and finish delivering. All right, and so we move on to something coming out in the summertime. Uh, ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead, a show that Viz has, because they don't pick up that many shows uh, anymore. uh, Notably, it is Viz's first GoPro, which is uh, very 
bad. Yeah, for Bradley George it's very in interesting. And uh, we got word that uh, considering you know Vince's track record, it will be on Hulu starting on July 9th. And Netflix later. Yeah, that is, is a f- interesting. Oh uh, yeah, for a variety of reasons. Uh, first, uh, going with Netflix has kind of been not bit of an odd pick. Secondly, uh, this might well be the first time Netflix has like sublicensed something because usually, whenever animated stream, it's stuff that they have outright. Uh, they usually don't get stuff from. There's also people. the question of if it's going to be on Netflix in our territories because yes, I, 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 I know the similar thing happened with uh when hell's paradise got picked up by crunchyroll wait actually hang on that's not the first time viz netflix has sub-licensed something it's called vinland saga uh-huh okay, 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 okay see vinland saga is a weird situation because as a, it, we, we, we don't we don't quite know what's going on in vinland saga you know again there's like there's a whole two different dubs thing. It's, so, so there's no. I doubt they got it from Crunchyroll. We we don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. the 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 point of, The point of this matter is, uh, Viz has notably had their hands in the Hulu and Netflix pots for uh, quite a while. They use Hulu as their uh, primary uh, platform, but they also like to put stuff on Netflix, considering you know their much larger reach. And, you know, they also like to put big shows on there that people might recognize. Like uh, this one show that you might have heard of, uh, Inuyasha. Yeah. So basically, uh, they have chocolate. They have peanut butter. What if the chocolate goes in the peanut butter? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think this one, like maybe other slightly interesting things about this, uh, specifically that it is Netflix. Uh, Netflix, uh, presumably internationally, is a. Uh, it's very interesting coming off of uh, Viz, coming off of Viz using uh, Hulu and Disney Plus for Bleach. Uh, just uh, very interesting they decided to go with Netflix instead. It uh, makes me wonder if uh, I know Viz wasn't particularly happy with all the uh, very clear NDAs they had with Bleach. I don't think it's guaranteed that they have burned bridges with Disney. I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's burned bridges because I mean, like, literally, they just got to finish it out like all the territories for like that's bad bleach. So. I love the fact that they very specifically had to make multiple tweets with direct territories and streaming platforms bleach was going to be available on when it returned. It's basically a everybody shut the fuck up. This is where you can find bleach. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, Zombie 100, I'm curious. Also, Kana, mm-hmm. Kana Boom's doing the opening. That's that's, pre- that's pretty cool. Yeah, we shall uh, check all that out uh, in time. Maybe, I don't know. It, it, uh, I, I, it is a show that, I, that seems like something I would like, so I am curious. And later on in uh, January, we, we're going to be getting a new project from Trigger. Delicious in Dungeon. This has been a manga I have heard incredible things now for a long, long, long time now. And just looking at this trailer, this already looks very promising. This is also wild because this is legitimately the first time Trigger's done an adaptation of something in like a literal decade. Yeah, uh, yeah. Remember uh, when Supernatural Battles became commonplace? 
That was a no, perfect. That was a perfectly fine show. That's big sticking point was Sayori Hayami absolutely going crazy for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a perfectly fine show. But this this looks promising, and this is in turn being directed by. Uh, somebody on the Gridman Dinazenon team who, in fact, directed the Gridman Universe movie. Somebody fucking licensed that already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yoshihiro Miyajima is directing this. Uh, Kimiko Ueno, known for the World Tutor and Shimimo and Eternal Boys, is doing scripts. Naoki Takeda, chief animation director for Brand New Animal, is character designer. And composing the music is Yasunori Mitsuda. Credited here for Black Butler, Book of Circus, Xenoblade Chronicles, and, oh yeah, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, this dude has a fucking incredible resume of music. Jesus shit. That's a, <laughs> that's a good get for your anime. That's a good get. This looks really good. All The trailer looks great. Sounds great. This is coming out in... This is coming out in January... And they announced this in like May, which means this is this this is probably looking like it's do it's this looks like a healthy meal, but they're gonna take its time to make it gourmet. I'm hype. That looks very interesting. Now we come to a pair of titles coming to us on Netflix to go with the other pair of titles we talked about uh, last time. So on June 29th, we will be getting Something called Uku, the Inner Chambers, adaptation of uh, the manga of the same name from Fumi Yoshinaga. This is being directed by Noriyuki Abe at Studio Dean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, really curious about this one. I've heard about, I've been hearing about that manga for like a pretty long time now, like maybe a decade. So I'm uh, definitely very curious for this adaption. Uh, so definitely very curious to, uh, Who's in that dub? I'm like pretty sure that was that might have been that. You know what? Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I've heard really good things about this material. Um, cool that it's getting a anime on Netflix, and also Steve Bloom is in that trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of sounded like I'm narrating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, feudal era drama with a lot of themes to it. Yeah, it looks looks interesting. Looks very very Japanese, but hey, I am I've heard good things. I will maybe check it out. But if you mm-hmm. but if you prefer your entertainment a little more um how you say dicks out guns out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do. July 31st we got season two of Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy coming. I am, I, I am like, I'm, I'm generally surprised they're committing this much to it. Yeah, no, it's, it's neat. It's neat to see like old manga like this get a, get a shot. And yeah, good for Bastard. Uh, it's getting 15 new episodes, which is, that's an interesting number of, uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, it's, uh, I think it might have been like uh, 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 Grandpa Twitter saying it's apparently covering like probably a single major story arc, which sounds pretty cool. So uh, that's neat. Sounds about right. 
But yeah, between this and the the new record of Ragnarok also being 15 episodes and like a bunch of new anime lately being like six episodes, I think Netflix is getting weird with their episode numbers. Yeah, I I, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's still the case because again, because they said this like, I don't know, like a decade ago, but that that, that Pluto anime is supposedly supposed to be eight OBA-like episodes. I don't know if that's still going to be a thing. I guess we'll find out. So basically, like, it, I, weren't they supposed to be hour-long episodes covering a volume per episode? Uh, supposedly, again, I don't know if that's, like, still the case or not. Yeah, we won't we won't know until it comes out, but either way, we shall see. Should be exciting. I'll be into it. All right, next up here, a bit of a diversion. Seven Seas has been doing uh, things. And they're going to be getting into the world of audiobooks because everybody gets an audible trial at some point. The imprint will be called Siren. It will be launching this month. And they'll be starting with audiobooks of The Saints, Magic Power is Omnipotent, Reborn as a Space Mercenary, and Classroom of the Elite. Okay, first things first. Seven Seas Siren is a fucking great name. That is such a good name. Like, so, some of their labels are a little, like, eh, I see what you're doing. That one didn't quite land. Siren is a great, great name. That's, that's, that's pretty genius. What's also pretty interesting is the chosen narrators for these three books in particular. So... Uh, I'm going to start off with Reborn as a Space Mercenary. Uh, it is being narrated by Fred Berman, who has played Timon on the Lion King musical, which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, and for Classroom of the Elite and the Saints Magic Power is omnipotent. Uh, unlike some other audiobooks, they are not specifically using people from the anime English dubs. But they are using interesting people. So reading Classroom of the Elite is Eddie Lee, which on the press release they mention he was in Hamilton and was an understudy for Alexander Hamilton himself, which is correct and true, but I feel is also dismissing the fact that Eddie Lee is also a notable anime voice actor as well. He is Soul Burner in Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. He is Gladian in Pokemon Sun and Moon. And he is the adult Ariel in Maquia when the promise flower blooms. And he is going to be narrating the audiobook of Classroom of the Elite. I wanted to bring that up because I feel like that is dismissing. It's good that he's in musicals and he is he was in Hamilton. I feel that's dismissing his anime work. And I, I was not going to stand for that, and I wanted to, to do that. Uh, uh, thank you. But the weirdest one of all is the Saint's magic power is omnipotent, as read by Veronica fucking Taylor. Uh, you know what? I'm glad he's getting paid to do something. Fuck, <laughs> no, no, like, <laughs> Veronica's great. I'm just like, What? Like, it almost seemed like they were going for a Broadway theme specifically of, like, Broadway actors. They had Eddie Lee and Fred Ber Fred Berman. And then Veronica Taylor. 
cool. But like, I think you broke your combo breaker already, dude. Huh. Uh, I don't, I know is we the world can always use more Baraka Taylor and things that people need to hire her more. And she's reading, she's reading an audio book for a series I'm told is good. I have still yet to watch, but I am told Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent is a goodie. Yeah, this is this is a fun little surprise. I think almost everybody else is in the uh, is in the uh, audiobook game now, except ironically enough, Viz. Hmm. Well, uh, they don't do as many novels as they do uh, manga, which is saying a lot. But uh, maybe maybe one day. Maybe Legend one day. of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes is right there. Just saying. I think somebody else has that. What? I, th- I thought they had that. Anyways, uh, moving on. Okay. Well, um, everything's been coming up bochi for uh, Kisoku Van. They uh, had a, an album come out on Christmas that topped the Billboard charts in Japan. They recently had an EP drop with two new songs, which are uh, pretty good. And they're going to be getting a compilation film next spring. There will be a Bochi the Rock compilation film coming to theaters in Japan in the spring of 2024. Here's hoping this means there will be more of the anime coming soon, and here's hoping that uh, Bochi the Rock can be freed from Anaplex Jail! Uh, okay. Not, uh, okay, okay. No, I don't even think no, it's an no, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not an Anaplex Jail thing. Bochi the Rock is not an Anaplex of America title. It is a Crunchyroll title that was also Anaplex involved. I hate how there's a difference. I hate how I know there's a difference, and I hate how everybody keeps forgetting it. Yeah. it off. I, I was specifically meant, I was specifically implicating Anaplex in Japan. Okay, um, they uh, have something uh, to do with why this show is not doing anything over here. I know it. Okay. Uh, honestly, 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 I'm willing to bet it was just, it's as simple as Crunchyroll didn't know it was going to be a thing initially, so they didn't dub it. And they are and they aren't always the best at like going back to dumb stuff. Well I gotta blame someone for this. Okay. So, now that I've gone off on that tangent, I wanna talk about this. This the fact that this is a compilation movie tells me two things. A they know Bochi is fucking hot. They know it is so. It is fucking scorching. Well, I I mean, the show, Alex. (laughs) The fucking show. Uh, I I I I I feel like now we 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 don't do that. But Bochi the Seven Rolls. We're not doing that, man. Look, I look. I've seen stuff, but I'm not about that. I mean, that's for Kita, anyways. Um, so. What I'm saying is Bochi the Rock is so freaking like scorching hot right now and they know it's scorching hot right now. The compilation movie is to kill time. Because they did not a they did not plan for this to be as big as it was and the band is going to take a little time to get back together. A- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the director, he said it'll be working on another upcoming show. Uh, yeah, I realized that. I was like, wait a second, isn't that? Yeah, the director of Bochi the Rock is doing Freerun Beyond Journey's End, which is slated for the fall season. 
So it's gonna take a little bit to get the band back together. So the compilation movie is, we're sorry we didn't have anything prepared. This is to bide time and maybe get, get a little funds for season two. That's the point of this movie. People are mad about... I saw people were mad about this. It's like... This is to kill time. This is to wait for Goku to arrive and kick Frieza's ass time. That's what this is. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking this as a good sign, and um, I, I don't know who to direct my summoning circle to for this show to get a dub and a home video release. Just... Somebody do something! Uh, direct, direct all your egg or Crunchyroll. I'm gonna say that's one. this one's on Crunchyroll. I, I will. I think it's but, a matter but, of... But, 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 you know, it's all interconnected with every company in this perverse circle. Yeah, I, I don't care for how incestuous a lot of this is, yeah. It's disgusting, really. Uh. Anyways, that's, that's business! Yep, here's hoping to go back and dub it. Okay, just because I know we have nowhere to put this, and just because it keeps staring me in the face, we're getting a fucking Spider-Verse manga spin-off? And it's about Doc Ock reincarnated or waking up in the body of a teenage girl? And it's... Oh. Sure, why not? And it's by the mangaka team that did My Hero Vigilantes. Huh. All I'm uh, going to say is, man, they could have called this, they call this manga Spider, they call this manga Spider-Man Octopus Girl. They had the perfect opportunity to call this Superior Spider-Verse, and they didn't take it. Those fucking idiots. Some people are just impervious to Occam's Razor. Anyways, this reminds me of the time Starscream just controlled a teenage robot girl's body. That was a fun fact I learned from Death Battle. Anyways, moving uh, on. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Well, uh, Anime Expo is starting to uh, heat up a bit. We got word that... One Piece Episode 1000 will have its dub premiere at Anime Expo. And we now know that G-Kids will be screening the first Slam Dunk for its premiere at Anime Expo. And we know G-Kids has it and is going to get an English dub too. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, wow, uh, really amazing seeing Toei making good decisions with marketing stuff over here. It's, it's so rare that happens. The good decisions are when they let somebody else do it. And that's why K manga is is K manga. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Anime Expo is heating up, and uh, well, none of us are going to be there, but we will talk about it. You know, like a couple days after it's over, as we usually do. Yeah, there there will be news probably. Oh God! <laughs> okay, take your bets. How deep will the document be? Uh, I'm gonna guess at least four pages. I'm thinking more like five or six. You just never know. <sighs> but so we carry on with uh, one last thing here, and it, it's, it's a bit of a delay for uh, what was planned for the summer season. 
Suyokute New Saga, or New Saga Plus, anime coming to us from, uh, who's making this? Uh, who cares? Sotsu Company Limited, and, and a couple other companies. It says three studios attached, it didn't sound that interesting, and it has been delayed indefinitely, so that's how you know it's yeah. going great. <laughs> Due to, uh, quote-unquote, various circumstances, and I think the circumstances here are what happens when a bunch of in-between studios come together to try and make a series, because all the big studios are booked solid for the next three years. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> This also looks generic as all hell. It, it, it yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah. Oh, that sure looks like a show. It looks like a show that'll come out and people will forget it exists as soon as it is done, Eric. That's how it is. Or if you watch a Jeff Thu seasonal video. <laughs> Still can't believe some of those are real. Oh god, your cheat skills so fucking dog shit, bro. Ugh. <laughs> okay, um, here I have something that I can only respond with. But why though? For whatever reason, Crunchyroll has the new Tenshi Muyo OVA spinoff thing that's. Uh, Who cares? Uh, I mean, uh, there's always more Tetsu Moyo and Crunchyroll usually get that in and they can get their hands on, so I guess still, why not? It's still like one of those, like, what? Sure? I, I, I'm not, like, upset. I'm just like, man, they're really making a new Tenchi Muyo anime in 2023. It is a three episode OVA being released as an episodic OVA on disc. In 2023! Such a... It, it, it really feels like a series that exists in the past. Yeah, I remember when Tenshi Muyo ended in 1998. 25 years later, here we are. Ah, uh, Bab, I vaguely remember watching Tenshi Muyo on Tsunami. I am so amazed that was on daytime, Tsunami. $500,000 of edits later. God... Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, they... Santa's really worried something back then. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a lot of work to make that thing work. And they put yeah. in the work. Yeah, because they had money back then. <sighs> okay, now, I, I understand I'm the only one who cares about albums on vinyl around here, as, I have, as I'm a... Uh, the one who's put the most amount of money over the last 10 years into amassing a very sizable collection, but this is too good to hold to myself. We have the Golden Wind soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, fucking... Buy jo it, people! JoJo soundtrack is fucking banger, so yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yep, that's too. So, so is is the disc gold? Is the... Is it golden? You think it's gonna be golden? Click the link, Andrew, you'll see it. Okay, I will do... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, and there are a couple other variants. There is a uh, there's a gold variant. There is a... Uh, God, can I find... Oh, here it is. Yeah, there's a gold variant. There's a, 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 a even golder variant. There's a 
purplish variant, and there's another variant, which uh, for all you collectors out there, you're going to be into. I gotta say, a very missed opportunity that they did a gold one, but don't have, like, a picture of, like, gold experience or gold experience walking about there, just... To be fair, it's more about the... Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, go, go order it and buy it. Just, 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 just do it. Just do it. Alright. Now we get to our convention announcements, of which we don't have a whole lot, but we have a couple things here from... Uh, Crunchyroll at Anime Central. Mm-hmm. We have some uh, confirmations of what they have for. Uh, is, it, is it just the summer? It, it is, is some, summer it, and beyond. It is okay. mostly summer, one fall, and two tentative 2023 releases. Okay. Yeah, we have in the summer. Uh, Horamiya, the missing pieces. Yes. Yay! Horamiya is great. I'm glad to get That's more wonderful. Of it. We have, uh, they have, they have, uh, The Great Cleric. I think this looks kind of boring. My light novel gal pal says this one's actually pretty decent. I believe she's probably right. I just don't care. We have season three of Rent-A-Girlfriend. Keeps on keeping on. People enjoy garbage. I, I, I'm going to be honest you rent a girlfriend fans if you're still in this it's sunk cost fallacy and masochism at this point guys if you're still in this deep just 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 get out go cold turkey it's called that's why you need to you need to throw interventions for your friends that are still in rent a girlfriend <laughs> Oh, Lord. And we also have Am I Actually the Strongest with a very uh, suggestive thumbnail on the video here. Hey, remember when I was talking about my light novel gal pal who actually spoke highly of the great cleric? She told me about this one and was like, wow, yeah, this one is... Uh, is... is yeah, it's... it's about as boring... Ah! God fucking... <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Fucking A and N, don't play. Okay, number one, don't click the video. Number two, put an app locker up. Okay. Anyways, what I'm saying is, even the person I know who likes isekai light novels says this one is boring and shit. Sounds like prime dub material there. Ah. Uh, Am I wrong, Andrew? You're not, and I fucking hate it. I know. We all hate it here. Going a little bit beyond there, into the fall season, we have I'm in love with the villainous, not to be confused with the other villainous show. Yes. Or that other, other villainous show. Yes, 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 yes. Crunchyroll. You owe it to the Yuri fans to fucking dub this one. You skipped out on Magical Revolution. You skipped out on Yuri is my job. This is one of the ones. It's a, it's a fucking isekai and it's a Yuri. Like, fucking dub this one. Motherfuckers. Just fucking dub it. This one I'm told is actually really good. Yeah, I've been hearing, yeah, I've been hearing about this one for a while. So well, hopefully they do it. Fucking... Dub it, you bitches! It's Pride Month. Do it for the lesbians. 
Not not dubbing it as homophobic, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we also have here two shows that are just uh, 2023. Versus I Shall Survive Using Potions. Uh, this is the same author as Saving 80K Gold in Another World, if that means anything to any of you. Mm. And also due out uh, sometime this year is... MF Ghost. Motherfucker Ghost. Yeah. The new <laughs> manga series from the author of Initial D. This anime we have known has been coming for a while, and I think there was even a trailer of this implying Crunchyroll had this license at Crunchyroll Expo last year, actually. Huh. Uh, either way, uh, that, uh, having watched like three seasons of Initial D, it is really weird just seeing car CD and it doesn't look like something that doesn't look like a PS1 car. It, uh, it's just really we've come a long way, although, uh, my one complaint here is that they're using Toyotas in, in, in this trailer, and I mean, that's fine, but you know, if you want something with a little better, you know, handling and torque, you go with Honda and Acura. I'm just saying. I guess I gotta go with the promos are. Look, a contract's a contract. Anyways, hey, this is a fun surprise. I'm, I've never seen Initial D, but I know people that are really all about these, so hey. I, uh, yeah, uh, all I gotta say is it, I really hope the soundtrack is, like, at least have a good Initial D's one, because, like, look, the show is fine, but, like... It's a Eurobeat soundtrack that really makes that show. The Eurobeat soundtrack has stood the test of time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and along with all that, the Crunchyroll also announced more of the English subcast of Mashal, which uh, made its debut uh, last weekend. And a quick note about this, I was a little annoyed that... They announced the lead on the website, but held off on announcing four more characters until their panel. Like, was that really necessary, guys? As well as the fact that it was going to premiere the following week. Odd choice. And... Yeah, as we mentioned, Alex Lee is the voice of MASH, and we also have... As I mentioned, four more roles here. Uh, first, as Lance, we have Stephen Fu. Uh, Stephen Fu, you will know as the voice actor for Weather Report in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. You will also know him as uh, Jet. Was a good one for Stephen Fu. Uh, bad. Uh, God, why am I blinking? Uh, Rio from. So the that same, right? What? That's it. Wait, I, uh, I literally did not hear what you said. That's why I asked what you said. Um, fuck it. He's Ryuji from I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative. I'll indulge a little for my own things. Uh, 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 okay, yeah, that is a good one. Okay, so yeah, he's been doing pretty well in LA. Oh, fuck it. Anti. Anti and Gridman. There we go. That's a good one. As Finn, we have uh, one Brian Anderson. 
Oh, I got it. I'm very annoyed that they ha- they just listed Brian Anderson. It, it, he's credited as Brian Timothy Anderson. So I know Brian very specifically because he is the voice actor of not one, but two notable characters in Welcome to Demon School, Irma-kun. He is the voice of uh, non-binary terror opera, it, as well as Agaris Picaro, which is the sleepy kid on a cloud. He's also the voice of Mark in Ascendance of a Bookworm, and Rosado in Fire Emblem Engage. Also, apparently the voice of Envy in the 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 last two bad live action Fullmetal Alchemist movies. So, yeah, uh, I remember learning that when I was doing research for the Ear McCoon dub talk. I was like, that's wow, interesting. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I will. That. I will help you pronounce this next person's name. I I think I got it. As uh, Lemon, we have. Anjali Kunapaneni. Anjali Kunapaneni. I tried. Believe me, I literally rewatched the Aniplex stream ten times because they said their name and I was like, oh. Oh, man. That's so hard. I need to learn this. They're going to be big. And they are getting big. Uh, They are the voice of... The biggest thing that I've been watching recently, they are the voice of Kikuri in Heavenly Delusion. They're fantastic as uh, Kikari. Oh, no, not Kikari. Kiriko. Uh, Kiriko. 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 Fuck me. Um, uh, they are also uh, Mimi in Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens, and they are also uh, the lead Ayaka Sajio in the upcoming Fate Strange Fate Whispers of Dawn Same Day Simuldub, which is coming out in... Uh, in July. I'm excited for that one in particular. All of those were like, okay, you know what? They're all pretty notable actors that have been getting big roles lately. Brian in particular. I was like, you know what? He, he He's a good actor, but he hasn't been a lot. Very happy to see him make his big break as the show's speed wagon. And then the real what the fuck. Okay. As... Dot, which looks like a weird combination of Renji from Bleach and uh, Reki from Skate the Infinity. I blinked for a moment. Ben Diskin. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, this is uh, pretty notable. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't really been doing that much anime stuff lately, so uh, that's cool. So it's important to remember we are talking about this as if this is a crunchy roll production. No, this is an Anaplex of America dub. Which means Union. Yes. Yep. Uh yeah, which is notable because uh he was very specific about saying he does not do non-union stuff anymore. He's not only very specific about doing non-union stuff, he has literally pulled out of uh several Crunchyroll dubs, notably My Hero Academia and Boongo Stray Dogs, because of that. Hi there! Editing Me is jumping in for a brief moment to let you know that this is gonna come back up next time for a very specific reason. Oh god, there's gonna be a very lengthy talk about uh, union busting and how much it is um, shitty. Very, very shitty. 
if you know now, you know what I'm referring to. And now he is a major, he is a new character in the, un, he's basically part of the main cast mm. of Mashal as my favorite character and what is basically the loud Bakugo motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. So in case you're wondering, Mash is Mash, Lance is Siscon, Finn is Speedwagon, Lemon is Girl, and Dot is Bakugo. Yep. Uh, I'm just really hoping they... Uh, I'm really hoping they go for the low-hanging fruit, and if they do go for the low-hanging fruit, let them do the, let them do the accent, please. Just, just do it. Also, fucking Alex Von David is doing this dub. Which, like, he does not... He is very, used to be very outspoken about his dislike of, like, simul dubs. But, yeah, he's doing fucking Mashal. I haven't seen him do a new anime IP in a long time. I think his last non-reprisal of, like, Sword Art Online was the Promised Neverland Season 2. Yeah, probably. So, step up. Uh, def- definite stuff up from that that thing that uh that doesn't exist, you know. Uh, real shame that promise of one change just never got another season. It's, it's so weird. It never did. <laughs> nope, it, it never happened. Just like uh, Psychopath after season one. Wild how there is a season three and like two different movies. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Next up, we will uh, go. Th- Across the pond to MCM London Comic Con for two panels. First, from Anime Limited. They announced some movies coming out to theaters over there. Uh, first, in theaters in the UK on July 14th, from Tomohisa Sakuchi, the, the, uh, can I talk? Uh, the Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes. Uh, that is a movie that Sentai has licensed, and I don't know if they've even put it out in theaters here, but just putting that out there. Okay. They will be getting the first Slam Dunk on August 30th. Cool, cool, cool. Coming to theaters in the UK and Ireland sometime in the year will be Macross Plus, which is uh, neat. Kind of a big deal. Along with Shin Evangelion. It will be getting a theatrical release, you know, the final Evangelion rebuild movie sometime over there sometime soon. Uh, hopefully we get it over here, eventually. Come on, G-Kids! I also know this is not in this article. I'm going to mention this. They did talk about a place further than the universe. Yes, they did. They're hard at work on it. And that's all we got. Which I would have been very upset about the lack of update regarding that if we didn't get this next thing. (laughs) Yeah, so... They have some shows coming out on home video in the very near future. All of these are in the UK. This one in particular will also be coming to North America. The Great Pretender. Fucking great choice. That's a good uh, pick. That's a good ow, pick. Oh, that was loud. I have I have qualms with that last arc, but you know what? This is a great show, and I really do want to own this on my shelf. Another show free from Netflix jail. Now we only have, like, 
Yeah. Forty-five more to go. I ha- I made a list. It's it's considerable. It is, uh, it is very uh, big. Yeah, uh, really really cool pickup. Uh, I mean, I doubt there. I doubt there'll be any real issues with that, but you never know because like. Music wise, because music wise, I think it's weird. So I really do. Well, 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 about well, that. well, 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 well. The wonderful Andrew from Anime Limited put out some qualms, some feelers on the Anime UK news forums that basically said the dub's going to be there, and the ending th- the ending theme will be there as well, which is interesting considering there are talks of selling the Queen catalog from Disney to Universal. So uh, I doubt that's going to have any conflict here, but they have uh, already said that it's a okay for this release. That, okay, that's I'm, impressive. Okay, glad, okay, glad, okay, glad they have it. So they have the English dub, which I think is a very good English dub. And they have the Freddie Mercury theme song. That's that's impressive. That's good, good. Now just fucking give me a pre-order link. Fuck. In time, in time. But the good news is we now know Anime Limited in the U.S. and Canada is able to get both Netflix show licenses and Crunchyroll show licenses for home (laughs) video. Those are not small potatoes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, the rest of these are going to be more so focused on uh, releases in the UK and Europe. Uh, They're going to be getting Gundam Build Fighters and the Collector Set, the Mobile Suit Gundam Film Trilogy on 4K Blu-ray. Okay. That's cool. Uh, They're going to be getting One Piece Film Red on 4K Blu-ray. It looks nice. Hmm. They're getting a special release of Gunbuster. They get the nice box because Discotech doesn't really do the big boxes. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. It does look nice. And uh, that that was pretty much it. And they also did mention that uh, they're at work on their release of Lupin Part 6 and A Place for It in the Universe. But that's kind of all they had to say. They did put some uh, interesting things out for... uh, Soundtracks on vinyl. I recall they showed off their upcoming release of the Spy Family soundtrack, which looks very retro, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Always cool to see uh, what they have uh, out coming forward. And to go with that, Yen Press had a panel, not at Momocon, not at Animesement in Raleigh, not even at Anime Central. They had it at MCM Comic Con in London. The weirdest thing is this was apparently a joint panel with Kodansha Comics, but as far as I can find, Kodansha Comics didn't announce anything? Very weird. Which, I feel like they must have announced something, but why is there no press release of it anywhere? Why would you not... Whatever, whatever. Couldn't tell you. Okay, so let's go through this here. We have here an art book of uh, Fruits Basket complete... Anime Natsuki Sakaya illustrations. That's how it's said. Very nice. Very, very nice. Very nice indeed. We have Higurashi When They Cry Go Anthology. Neat O? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have a novel here Agents of the Four Seasons. 
this is a novel, the new novel from the creator of Violet Evergarden. Uh-huh. So that in itself actually makes this pretty gonna keep that on my radar. Okay, we have here Love Hades's Ruthless Marriage. Hades refuses to give up his life as a single god, unconvinced that love and marriage are worth the hassle. But when Eros shoots him with an arrow of love, will he be able to avoid falling for the next person he sees? Can't tell if comedy, can't tell if drama, can't tell if spicy. Plot twist. Stan and Meg are there. Fucking god. <laughs> Alright. I need to play Hades again. Okay. Next here... Kiss the Scars of the Girls. Vampire Academy Yuri. Within a forest is an academy for girls, and its students share a secret. They're all vampires. To learn to hunt without attracting human attention, the maidens forge bloody bonds of sisterhood. What faith will their ties bring? Do they interview them like what we do in the shadows? I'm going to guess not, but I just finished four seasons of what we do in the shadows, and I want to mention it. <laughs> All right, and we have a monologue title here for Eze Press. The villainess turns the hourglass. Arya faces death for misdeeds, but her stepsister Miele stepsister revealed that she manipulated Arya. Instead of dying, Arya sent back with a mysterious now. Okay, whatever. Cool, cool stuff. That's some cool mm -hmm. stuff. Okay, I did find a couple things here from Kodansha. Uh, I'm pulling this from ambukenews.net, and let's see what I can find. I'll, I'll send a link to all you guys out there, too. Okay, let's see. We have Studio Ghibli, The Complete Works, which is interesting. Oh! We have uh, Gachia Kuta. Oh, right, right, right! That's the, uh, that is a physical release of the of a manga from a former assistant of Okubo's that worked on him with Fire Force. I've actually heard good things about that one. <laughs> okay, we have Past the Monster Meets, Milady. Okay, that title itself is funny. That's an interesting title. And something called A Kingdom of Quartz. I looked into this. This is written in English, and they translate that in Japanese, apparently. <laughs> And I'm told this is a pretty interesting manga. This one that has my attention. So, good stuff, good stuff. So yeah, there was that, and uh, that's kind of all we have. Alright. Hey, fucking great pretender home video that we can get makes me a happy camper. Well, speaking of home video, that will lead us into our final section. A very paltry home video uh, selection here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so due out on August fifteenth, which from Bright Stuff, which I believe was also announced at uh, Anime Central, it's a triple shot of Gundam. We have Gunpla Builders Beginning G. I think that's like an, the introductory Gunpla series that they talked about a while ago. Mobile Suit Gundam Son, bit of a, a gag anime. And the ONA series, Mobile Suit Gundam Twilight Axis Remain of the Red. That is how it's spoken. No commas. Cool. Yeah. No. More Gundam stuff getting put out by Right Stuff and Nozomi is a good thing. Good, yeah. good stuff. All right. From, believe it or not, Anaplex of America, they have two things coming out on August 22nd. 
First is Engage Kiss. I know a guy who kind of enjoyed that, but I know nobody who really talks about it. The second is Hideo Kojima's favorite anime, Licorice Recoil. I do like Licorice Recoil, and I will continue to have the conversation of do I buy the show I like for $120 or not? Uh, I mean, I mean, it is at least a yeah, very nice Yeah, but I mean, there's a very easy way that they can release this show on disc for a much cheaper price. They just choose not to do it. Yeah, sometimes it's basically, hey, Anaplex America, they have shows they just choose not to release sometimes. Uh, and we hate it. God. All right, we have one new thing from Viz coming out on July 11th. A standard release, after a couple years, it feels like, of the Robin One Half OVAs and movies. Fun surprise. Hey, good stuff. Nice. Yeah, I gotta check. I gotta look this up. When does that first version come out? I, I'm, I'm curious now. Uh, okay, come on, load up. Show me a date. This came out. Oh, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? 2017! Ooh. It's been six years. Wowza. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, man, I remember what Viz was like showing out this round of Blu-rays and like... It might... No, it wasn't anime in YT. I'm pretty sure it was like just like regular yeah. like anime festival. I have all of them except for like the one that got a very low print run because... Reasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, I should probably at least get the pre Papa side seasons, but I don't know, yeah. maybe someday. <laughs> I've gone back to see a Gander Hatch show, and uh, that jump from Sarah Strange to Richard Ian Cox is a lot more jargon than I imagined. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's been a while. I just remember, like, I just, my memory of Robin is just like, Everything before Hapasai, pretty funny. Everything after Hapasai, just... Just uh, stop. Monica's story has, a, has a, an episode in that show, and I think that's kind of cool. Okay, and finally we have Sentai's September Slate. Out on uh, September 5th, Call of the Nights. Yeah! It, good, good yeah. to see this one's uh, getting a home video release, and this one's already confirmed for a... Uh, limited edition release down the road, which there's a lot more limited edition down the roads at Sentai than I thought when I was writing it out for somebody today. Okay. Yep, yeah, I'm not sure I'm a particular big fan of that development, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, they're skipping a week, so we go to September 19th. A new release of the Girls in Ponser TV and OVA collection thing. Neato. And we have something called Utano Prince Sama Maji Love Star Ish Tours. This is a movie collection of some sorts. This is above my pay grade. Uh, they are concert movies for the Utapri uh, series. I know people who are big into this, and these are two concert movies in one package. That's pretty neat. Uh, Utapri continues to be big. All right. On September 26th, we have a new release of. Gachaman TV. I was very confused about this. I was like, didn't this already come out? And it's like, no, this is, this did come out. This is a brand new skew for the whole Gachaman collection. 
which I'm glad that's coming back in circulation. That's that's. I remember buying this. Like, when did this for when did this first release come out? I, that's why I want to know. This came out. Can I find 2013? Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that came out back when Sentai had like an explicit deal with Tatsunoko. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we have Lupon Zero. It's sub only. So what? Why? Why TMS? So okay, so I I see people are throwing the shit at Sentai for this one, similar to what happened with uh, Tokyo Mew Mew New. I don't fully agree with this one being Sentai's call. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine why Demas wouldn't want to dub it, though. That, that's the other thing here, too, is that... Yeah, Ash, you're right. That is very strange that they didn't dub that. I... Do you hear that, TMS? You've upset my son! Hi, <laughs> Ash. Oh. Hey, but, oh, you're running away, you little fucker. Um, anyways. Yeah, this is weird. This is really, really weird. I know people are like, oh, maybe Sentai was being cheap and they want to buy it. Didn't want to make it. Like, but Sentai has not been producing the dubs for Lupon. They've been putting out. TMS paid for Lupon Part 6. Yeah, and not to mention, like, literally, this is only a six-episode OVA. It's not not a big commitment, like... You know what's a bigger commitment? Lupon Part 1. A series from the 70s of 26 episodes that they gave a new English dub to that premiered on High Dive. And that got a dub, but not a modern Lupin net animated Uh. series that was like a fourth of that in length? What a shame. Like, Like, I'm not upset. I'm confused. Uh, I'm I'm kind of upset. I actually really like that one. All right, that's fair. It, th- yeah. This one just seems like this one seemed a mi- a bit of a missed opportunity. And honestly, compared to some other Lupin commitments, a relatively low commitment. So the lack of a dub on this one is particularly strange coming from TMS. Hmm. Maybe they uh, wanted Sentai to fit some of the bill and they... they, they it's weird. This one's weird. I don't, get, I don't get why this one, of all the things, TMS is so committed to dubbing for Lupin. A modern Lupin series seems as much of a slam dunk as anything, but... I guess not. Whatever. Sword State of Affairs. Maybe it's because they had to actually cast Lupin and Jigen with different actors? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't mean, know. I mean, it could have been that complicated, but who, who knows? It could... I don't, I don't get this one in particular. I, like, I, 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 I'm not upset. Jet's upset. I'm confused. I think we're all confused about this one. This one just seems like a very missed opportunity. And compared to the cost of dubbing 
a series yeah. from the seventies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just very upset. We're, we're not going to get the the very, the very all important. Just Lou Bob Diggin low confession in English. It, it was beautiful. Oh, that's unfortunate. And with that sigh of disappointment, I think it's time we call it. Yes, it is time. We had a, had a lot, but also not a lot. A lot. It was just a good mid-range kind of show. We 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 made sure y'all went home hungry. Oh wait, no, I, wait, went home full. Fuck it. Ah, fuck. I'm tired now. Let's let's let's. Go. Okay. Any final words before we head out of here for a while? Um. It's going to be a busy summer. I can tell there's going to be a couple. Yeah. It feels like there are as many cool things as there are stupid things that are about to get announced in the coming month. In time, it will all come back to uh, something. I don't know. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Yes. And that'll do it for us. We've got to uh, bounce out of here because we've got a movie to watch. And after we watch the new Scott the Wasp video, we gotta see Spider Man, uh, Spider Verse. God, can I talk? Oh shit! Yeah, I'm just. Oh fuck, I forgot the new Scott Wasp. Yeah, no, I'm excited for Spider Verse. I've been hearing it is great. I'm so happy. I was ready. I was ready for it to be slightly worse than the first movie, and it sounds like it is at least as good. And that that makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And uh, I guess that'll do it. So uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you'll come back next time for um, this thing that we Spider-Verse. We'll talk about Spider-Verse. That has a song from Lisa in the Japanese version, by the way, uh, <laughs> which like let, 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 let's be real, people. It's going to be kind of quiet until Anime Expo happens in a month. Can we get Bump of Chicken for the final movie in Japan? That'd be, that'd be dope. Let's hope. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it. And until then, goodbye. I forgot how these shows go because I've had a very long month. So we'll just... We'll try again next time, okay, everybody? Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.